0: Yeah, check it out. See, the only thing you need to do right here is snarl your freaking head. Here we come, number twenty-nine What are gonna give
1: i a thirty-five, to Here we number twenty-nine What are gonna give
0: Yeah, boy. Yeah, boy. It's December second, and. This is episode 100, and this is the Fantasy Football Auctioneer. I'm your host, Uncle Buckets. The Fantasy Football Auctioneer is the official podcast of the FantasyFootballAuction.com, the internet's only website dedicated to fantasy football auctions. You can find us on Facebook at Facebook.com backslash Fantasy Football Auctioneer, or follow us on Twitter and Instagram. We are at fantasy Auction. We've got a great show for you tonight. Tonight we're gonna celebrate our one hundredth episode by reviewing all of our leagues, talking about the playoffs, taking a look at playoff strategies, and of course, a little reminiscing about our last one hundred episodes. But of course, our experts, they're always here. He destroyed me in the fa- in our Dynasty League on the weekend. Uh Slim, how are our 2015 or twenty fifteen draft picks looking? I think you said I have the one oh two.
2: Will the real Slim Sadie please stand up? I repeat, will the real Slim Sadie please stand
1: up? Yours is better than than uh, mine. I have the 104 now, thanks to that Uh-oh. ass whooping. But
0: uh, <laughs> you dropped to 250, I think, didn't you?
1: 251. Huge. <laughs> beat you by a cool 91 points.
0: <laughs> it's huge.
1: Yeah, it was a big week. Unfortunately, <laughs> it's in the pool where I didn't want big weeks anymore, but uh, whatever. I, mean, I figured as, course, that,
0: as I was uh, following through, uh, like following it over the weekend, I thought, oh, Slim's going to be going crazy. <laughs> oh, no, quit scoring points. Drop the football throw a pick.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was just, I mean, whatever. It is what it is. and nothing you can do about it. But, uh, yeah, I know. Actually, I wasn't sure if it would make enough, uh, if it would change anything or not. I think it probably... Uh, maybe it wouldn't have even, I don't know, but it was so much of a difference that it might've cost me the one Oh three, but whatever. Um, yeah. So anyway, looks looked uh, good for you though, getting the one Oh two.
0: All right. Well, there, you hitched, your,
1: hitched your cart to the right horse. At least if you're going to trade your first, you might as well trade it for somebody else's that's going to finish worse than you.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah, that's right. Well, I got to take a closer look at it. I've been uh, working hard on the script, and I normally normally look at it a little bit more before I start working on the script, but I uh, did too much tonight. So, anyways, I'll uh, I'll I'll do something while it's rendering tonight. Anyways, we'll move on. And he's still undefeated as a girls' novice hockey coach this season. Blister, congratulations on the second championship.
2: Thanks, man. Yeah, the little ladies are uh, really coming along. Uh, a lot of fun. We are to Kenora, went 5-0 on the weekend, upped uh, our record to 12-0 and brought home another title, so parents are excited. They want to ride this wave as long as we possibly can, try to book into about six, seven, eight more tournaments if, they, if we could, and uh, you know, one step away from the Olympics for these young gals.
0: <laughs> one step away um, just so you guys I don't know the people on the podcast can't see it but the people on the YouTube channel can uh, wearing the shirt and tie for the special occasion I'd like to thank the two of you for dressing up in your finest t-shirts uh, just worked this out one. <laughs> Com-
1: <overall>. comfort <laughs> of our own home I mean
0: hey I am wearing sweatpants and uh, um, slippers
1: there you go you, you just
0: wrecked the whole no thing. I didn't No, I actually just polished my shoes for tonight's episode. Um, Okay, (laughs) anyways, let's move on to the rest of the episode, guys. If you guys are ready, then I'm ready. Let's cock the hammer.
1: Cock the hammer, it's time for action. Cock the hammer. Cock the hammer,
2: it's
0: time for action. I listened back to the first time when I said that, and it is right away. Um, The intro's changed a lot. Uh, Anyways. Episode 100 of the Fantasy Football Auctioneer is brought to you by all three of our sponsors. FantasySportsForYou.com, the only daily fantasy football football site that offers you a true 100% match on your first deposit. Use our promo code AUCTION to receive your 100% match. And by Northern Wilderness Outfitters, looking for the ultimate fly-in fishing experience in Canada's North, visit Vic Senior and Junior at NorthernWilderness.net and book the ultimate fly-in fishing trip. Located just over the border from International Falls, Minnesota, and also brought to you by Gillen's Insurance Brokers. Looking for home, business, or auto insurance? Head on over to gillens.on.ca. Speak to Chad or Trevor. And so you have the North- If you have Northern People's Problems, Gillen's has Northern People Business Insurance. I don't know, that's their motto on the website so I pulled her off of there. Anyways, uh, so there, uh, we haven't dropped uh, those two little ads lately so it's good. So now that we have all that business out of the way guys, um, let's get the show underway. Before we get into um, the league results, we want to go through some of our stuff there. I just wanted to ask you guys, You know, this all started back, I looked at the date, it was July 26, 2012 um, and that's when we started uh, 100 episodes ago. So we have over 180,000 downloads this year, and um, it's got to be pushing that 300,000 mark since it all began. So, uh, Blister, I wanted to ask you first, uh, any thoughts on episode 100 and getting to this point?
2: (laughs) No. I (laughs) kind of thought, yeah, we talked about trying to take something something special to do other than get, I guess getting dressed up. But of course everyone's so busy and kind of forgot about it and of Hey, it's time to pod again tonight. And I think that probably is been pretty consistent for the last few years that <laughs> are, we, are we podding tonight? Are we, what's going on? And so, yeah, we, we piece it together and, uh, you know, it's kind of, what's kind of neat is the number of followers we have kind of picked up along the way. And, you know, there's some pretty good people out there that we talk to quite regularly. And, you know, most of the time it's all pretty positive, uh, really don't we don't get too many too much hate mail for bad advice but i'm sure that sure if we've probably disappointed a few people i think everybody yeah. does it's hard to be perfect otherwise we'd be winning every league all the time but no it's been a lot of fun uh we put in a lot of time and you know going forward hopefully it'll pay off someday <laughs> <laughs> Boy, I keep saying when's it gonna this the people well,
0: hoping that it pays off yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, it's paying the podcast bills. That's not a problem it's, That's uh, right, everything That's else. Not right. Uh, yeah, um, slim, what about you? uh, you've had some time over the last few days to to sit back and reminisce about ep- uh the hundred episodes. Any thoughts? um,
1: I think it's just cool how how many people you come in contact with doing something like this, I mean. Yeah, there's us and our kind of closer-knit group of friends that do football pools together and things like that, and, you know, we talk football and sports all the time, but, you know, we've met people and, you know, became, I guess, online friends with people from all over the place, all over the world really doing this, and that was something I don't think that any of us really thought about. It was more or less just getting together and talking sports in the beginning, and, You know, now it's, you know, we're talking sports with people all over the place and unfortunately some people put value into our opinions and hopefully we don't disappoint them (laughs) like Blister said all the time. I know it happens sometimes, but, um, you know, it's just just neat to go out there and and meet all these people and just uh, shoot the shit with everybody about sports. It's fun.
0: Well, I, I mean, and for me, I think that's a big part too. I, I mean, I never would have imagined that, you know, last week we'd be getting emails from Brazil and getting tweets from Abu Dhabi and, uh, you know, drafted draft recommendations from, from the Netherlands. Uh, I mean, it's, uh, it is all over the world and it has made it kind of a small world, and I think that that's kind of neat. And I, I think it's a little sappy, but I was doing some guidance work in front of some grade 7 and 8 classes today. And I'm like, you know, we're in the day and age where um, basically anything you're passionate about, you can it, it can be a job. And uh, I used the fantasy football as an example, but we were just uh, three guys as, who as a joke kind of threw together a podcast a year and a half ago, and now all of a sudden we're on the 100th episode. And and like I said, going through some of this stuff, we're, we're just, I don't know, so much more comfortable and things are just so much better and it's uh um, it's become an important i guess piece of our lives guys i'm just so happy that we're but anyways that's the type of thing i just think it's been pretty cool that week in week out we kind of you know we're hammering this out we're trying to get better uh we have business meetings and all that stuff when originally <laughs> it was just like hey we're playing the intro music walking into the into the auction this will be funny and now a year and a half or two and a half years later we're We're still cooking. I love it. I love it. Anyways, um, that's my little two cents worth. There it is. All right, guys, let's roll into old school. Bring them to segment number one, guys. Segment number one is called We We Just Got a Letter.
2: We just got a letter. We just got a letter. We just got a letter. Wonder who it's from.
0: So we just got a letter, actually, we got a lot of tweets kind of coming in. There's been a lot of banter about the 100th episode and and um, a couple of questions coming in here late. So let's take a look at, oh, I just lost my background. That's not good. All right, anyways, it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, going old school again, too. All right, uh, um, first tweet is from, uh, is it Jared Hines? Is that who that is, uh, Blister? At sidepodcast side underscore kit. No, it's oh. different, Jared, right?
2: No, it must be.
0: All right, so at side pocket underscore kid, he asks, um, he's thinking about starting Heron over Macklin in flex because Philly plays Seattle this week, and he doesn't trust Sanchez. Um, who answered yep?
2: I think I said
0: that. Okay, so Blister, uh, do you agree?
2: Yeah, I don't have a problem with that. I think Heron's been getting a lot of touches. Uh, he's got a pretty good matchup this week. Um, that. You know, I'm not as worried about Macklin as maybe I'm Sanchez. You know, with this Seattle D coming to town, starting to get things rolling along? Hell, the last two teams they played the three points. Um, I just, I, I don't, I don't blame him for being a little nervous about that right now. So, I think Heron is probably trending upwards, and in this situation, Macklin may be heading down a bit. So, um, I, I, I would be fine with that play.
0: All right. Let's uh, move on to the next tweet. At uh, Gibson 314 has tweeted us yet again. He asks, do I add a backup quarterback for my playoff run? And if so, who do I drop? So just quickly, he sent a picture of his team. His quarterback is Tom Brady. Um, who do you drop? It's not Jamal Charles, Niles Davis, Mark Ingram, Ryan Matthews, Larry Fitz, Alan Hearns. Uh, you probably drop him. Because he's yeah. on the injury report. Um, Andre Johnson, Dante Moncrief, Kenny Stills, Sammy Watkins, Roddy White. And I'll just leave it at that. So uh, he's dropping Hearns, right?
1: Yeah, that's, that's what like, I was gonna say.
0: Yeah, all right, sure. all right.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. safe so, there. All right. So I mean that's a Tuesday question and um it's alright, it's early in the week, so I won't hold it against him for not knowing yeah. that Hearns is ending up on IR. Um okay. So that's all we had is there he? for segment. Yeah, he's coming up in the news <laughs> here. Yeah, he's coming up in the news.
2: <sighs> I wasn't reading it.
0: Yeah, well here we oh, go. go. That's easy. There's a good segue. Let's roll into segment number two, guys. Segment number two is the fantasy football news: buy or sell.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story, and I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen.
0: So in the Fantasy News Buy or Sell, we take a look at uh, headlines in fantasy football, and we ask our experts if they're buying or selling the implications. So uh, the first headline here is Rex Ryan confirms that Geno Smith will start week 14. Buster, this one's going to you. The Jets coach Rex Ryan said quarterback Geno Smith will start at Minnesota. Um he was wicked on the weekend. Smith dropped back and passed the ball 15 times. He went <laughs> 7 for 15 for 65 yards, and he um, was picked off. So, Blister, buy or sell. You can just sit Eric Decker this week.
2: I would. I mean, he's the 44th ranked Receiver in PPR Coming off a big game last week with uh, Four whole targets and two receptions I, I just don't trust that offense I mean they had a good ground game Going last week and I think that's uh, The less they can put the ball In Geno's hand the better so Yeah I, I'd hope that you have better options Than that this week I wouldn't hope That you're advancing in Fantasy football playoffs Rides on Eric Decker
0: Guys, I'm going to apologize uh, right up front. I had Alan Hearns, Justin Hunter um, in the back of, back of my mind. Alan Hearns would, is not the IR, it's Justin Hunter. i uh, like to apologize Ooh. for that. So let's go back quickly over uh, Jay Gibson's lineup here.
1: It's the same um, answer.
0: It's still Alan Hearns because if we look, uh Niles Davis, you want to hold us a handcuff, especially with Jamal Charles questionable. Um, Larry Fitz, Andre Johnson, Moncrief had a good week. Kenny Stills had a good week. Still Alan Hearns?
2: I think it is just because he's got seven receivers there. He's never going to play more than, what, four of them. Um, And so uh, he's just so hit and miss, Alan Hearns. He has had big games and then he disappears. Um, Larry, again, he is obviously not many points better than him, but I think these other guys, Kenny Steele's role is just going to keep you know, without uh, Brandon Cooks, he's there. Sammy's the number one if he's healthy. Roddy—that's the thing. Andre, Larry, and Roddy—not the youngest of the receiving core. It's hard to say what they're going to get. You're going to get out of them every week, but probably they'll better uh, bets than Alan Hearns.
0: Um, and so, recommendation is then to pick up a backup heading into the playoffs, especially without any waiver moves.
2: Well that's the key, eh? We don't if he doesn't have any waiver moves after this week, then yeah, you better because if uh if you if Tom goes down you don't have any quarterback, that's a you know, you're giving up twenty probably points or twenty five points a, a week and that, you, you probably won't last more than one more week. So you can probably afford to get a quarterback in there versus Alan Hearns.
0: All right. So, uh, number two in the fantasy news, Slim, we're going to come to you. The Titans put Justin Hunter, again, I apologize, on IR with a lacerated spleen. So, the Titans have placed him on season-ending IR. This reports the Tennessean uh, newspaper. He received the lacerated spleen on Sunday in the loss um, to the Texans. So, Slim, buy or sell? Hello, Kendall Wright.
1: Definitely a buy. Um... You know, we saw him have a decent game this week. Uh, you know, the offense is struggling at times, but, I mean, they could very well be down quite a bit, and obviously he's going to be a key part in you know trying to keep them in, the, in game. So, for sure, his, his value has to spike a little bit, even though Justin Hunter didn't have tons of uh, production um, for, for right to steal. He's still got to get a, a, a spike in, in, you know, some of this production. Like, you know, we saw seven receptions last week, while well, he had one the week before. Well, right. I mean, even if he's going to fill that void a little bit, uh, I, I have a hard time seeing him get less than four catches a week going forward now. Um, but which, I mean, depending on the league you're in, uh, he's easily a wide receiver three start the rest of the way.
0: Okay. Blister, coming to you, tight end Dwayne Allen expected to play on Sunday. So the Colts wave tight end uh, um, Wesley Saunders, uh, who we newly picked him up. <laughs> and so uh, end Dwayne Allen uh, will play uh, against Cleveland. This reports the Indianapolis Star. So Dwayne Allen has seven touchdown catches. He's missed the last two games with an ankle injury. So Blister, buy or sell. Dwayne Allen is a must start if he plays.
2: I'll sell that. I think uh Kobe Flina has really started to come along and Kobe has that connection with um with luck from back in the college days and, and I mean the last uh three of the last four weeks he scored over seventeen fantasy points. Uh the last time Dwayne played he had in week eight he only had one, but in week nine he had seventeen point seven outscoring Dwayne Allen that week by three points. So I, I just think that that um Kobe Fleener right now has got the trust in the eye of, uh, Andrew Luck, and you never know of Dwayne Allen coming in, you know, how, how much, how many plays he's gonna get coming in off this ankle injury, how healthy is he, could he, could he re-injure the ankle. So, I, I would be a little cautious with Dwayne Allen this week, um, especially in light of what Kobe Fleener's been doing recently. Favini has been getting well seven targets last game for the game four seven before that eleven before that so I think he's uh, starting to work his way a little more prominent into that offense.
0: Okay, Slim. Coming new lines running back Reggie Bush, who you mentioned earlier, is expected to return on Sunday. Um, he's missed three straight games with an ankle injury and is practicing this week. This, according to the Detroit News, he is expected to play against the Bucks. So, Slim, buy or sell? Joique Bell is still a better start
1: i buy it um, You know We don't know What Bush's uh, Use is going to be like How effective he can be I still think Joyke Bell gets all the Goal line work uh, They're going against a, a fairly soft Buccaneers team Where You would think That the Lions Should be able to Put up some points That would mean Some scoring opportunities Hopefully for Bell um, You know And even if they get up big Then that means They're probably going to Run the ball a little bit And that's to me, Joik Bell versus Reggie Bush doing that as well. So I, I think Bell gets a lot more opportunities this week still.
0: All right, I hope so, because I got him playing in flex in the playoffs. Um, playoffs? Uh, Blister, moving, to, yeah. Blister move, moving back to you. The Jets running back Chris Johnson turns back the clock. Uh, Chris Johnson looked like his younger version of himself on Monday's loss to the Dolphins. He ran the ball 17 times for 105 yards, averaging 6.2 yards per carry. And finally, got his first 100-yard game of the season. Uh, he had the nice little cutback run for 47 yards. And um, just, I guess, an interesting note too, Blister, that uh, CJ2K was not targeted in the passing game at all. So they visit the Vikings in Week 14. So Blister buy or sell. CJ2K is a legit flex going forward.
2: Yeah, you know what? I'm going to buy that. uh, Last year, CJ2K2, he started off pretty slow, I'd say. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. In the first six weeks, he had uh, only one game over 10 fantasy points, and he finished off the second two-thirds of the season quite a bit better, having only one game in the last five games uh, under 13 fantasy points. So, And going back to what I said earlier with Decker, I, I think that like like they had a great running attack on uh, Monday night um I think if for in order for them to you know not let the other team's offense on the field too much and do so much damage they're gonna have to run the ball as much as they can keep it out of Gino's hands or Michael Vick's hands or whoever they end up starting and let them kill some clock and and um you know not throw the ball around too much and lose the game uh, because of their quarterback's arm so you know he could very well uh, be a, a legit uh flex start going forward. The Vikings are 24th ranked against the run this week, and they give up 124 yards per game on the ground. So, uh, yeah, if he can continue to run like he has, uh, it will be a good flex play.
0: Don't throw the ball around too much. He had uh, 15 passes, you know, <laughs> Too 15. much, holy. It's scary. terrible. It's terrible. Yeah, a, little, a little scary there. <laughs> Not even our high school football team, Limits <laughs> themselves to 15 pass attempts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, so let's go to the last news item. Reports are that the Giants running back Rashad Jennings is unlikely to miss time due to the ankle injury. So he suffered a uh, an ankle injury on Sunday against the Jags. Apparently it's not too serious in nature and he is unlikely to miss time. He did rush for 91 yards and two scores on 26 carries on Sunday Uh, He did not finish the game, though, because he couldn't, uh, quote-unquote, press down on his injured ankle. The Giants play the uh, Titans in Week 14 slim. So the question is, buy or sell, Rashad Jennings is an RB1 as you head into the playoffs.
1: I'll buy. I mean, I am a little worried. Uh, Jennings is typically a guy that doesn't seem to heal very fast from injuries, but I mean, they sound optimistic that he's not going to miss time, so I'll take that as a positive. Um, and I'll assume that he's going to be out there, and if he is, he's got a very good matchup this week, so you have to like him as an RB1 uh, with your first week in the playoffs here.
0: Again, I hope so, because I'm playing him. Um, anyways, that's the end of uh, segment two, guys. We're going to move quickly into segment number three. Segment three is called Livewire! <laughs> So in the live wire, it's when our experts take a look at the waiver wire and they tell you who they're targeting to pick up this week and an important week in many leagues because uh, many leagues are not picking up after this week. So uh, the waiver wire is going to be huge this week um, and there's not a whole lot out there too. So interesting to hear what the boys have to say about it. So uh, Blister, why don't we start with you? Who's somebody you're targeting this week on the waivers?
2: Well, I was looking at maybe Charles Johnson in Minnesota. Um, Prior to this week, he had, uh, he had received seven targets and 11 targets, respectively, weeks 11 and 12. This week, only four. Uh, two weeks prior to this week, he had just over 14 fantasy points. So if you're looking at a little more depth at receiver, he seems to have moved up the depth chart there in Minnesota, seems to be getting a few more looks, and he's got some good speed. So he, he could be a guy that come going forward into the playoffs um, could be a sneaky little play for you. If, I mean, their situation now or – uh, they're not officially out of the, their playoffs in the real football, I don't think, as of yet. So they might be getting to that stage, though, and it's time to evaluate some players going forward. So I think Charles Johnson could be a, a nice little play for you.
0: Charles Johnson says, Blister, uh, Slim, who are you targeting? Spedman Bailey.
1: I mean, Ooh. Tavon Austin doesn't get used very much. Kenny Britt doesn't get used very much. Uh. We saw now that they made the quarterback change again in St. Louis. It seems like Stedman Bailey is the guy that's getting um, the majority of the looks right now. Um, could be coming in a good time. Uh, you know, maybe you're thin at wide receiver. You want to jump on him and grab him before the playoffs. Uh, use him as a wide receiver four, as a flex or something like that. Whatever your leagues like, and probably get him for quite cheap.
0: All right. There's the second weaver wire pickup. Blister, who else are you targeting?
2: Marion Grice, signed by uh Arizona a while back. He was drafted by San Diego. Uh, he's a rookie. Uh they they didn't uh they let him go and and uh, Arizona picked him up. now with Andre Ellington kind of banged up, he's not expected to practice this week. Marion Grice they said would get to start ahead of Stephan Taylor. So, if you're looking for an RB1 going into your playoffs and you're hurting, that's a man to go for.
0: All right. There you go. Good name. All right. Blister digging deep. Slim, what about you? Who's your second target?
1: Uh, Marcus Lee. Um, you know, we've seen in, in Jacksonville, wide receivers have been coming and going. And he showed flashes. Allen Robinson came on. Now he's hurt. Um, but he's kind of emerging. Uh, again, rookie wide receiver, part of this unbelievable uh, record-breaking rookie wide receiver class. What are you kidding? Um, so yeah, I you know somebody's got to do something in the passing game, and yes, it's a little bit of a crapshoot, but uh, I like his chances as much or more than anybody else's on the roster. So I like the upside here heading into the playoffs.
0: All right, uh, blister, you got anyone else on your list?
1: Uh, I'm just
2: trying to think. I think we talked about quite a few of them. Um, I'll just take one one quick more look through my list here, see if there's anybody worth mentioning. Uh, We talked about Dan Harry before, Kenny Stills. You know, Delvante Adams is a guy that I, I wouldn't get real excited about you know when Bill Belichick comes to town, he's going to try to shut down the best weapons they have. So his job probably last week was to try to shut down Jordy Nelson and Randall Cobb. And if that's the case, who are they going to throw to? Well, it's going to be Devontae Adams. But going forward, the, the, the teams that they're going to come up against here... Aren't going to have that personnel that can shut down their top two receivers. They're not going to be so strategic, I don't think, as Belichick in game planning against them. So, I really, I would be real shocked to see Devonte Adams get three catches this week, um, even coming off a huge game last week. I would be shocked if he did that. I would really be more more surprised or more inclined to think that Jordy Nelson is going to be huge this week, and as Will Randall Cobb. So, I, I'm not telling you to go out there and get him, but unless I did have a little uh, footnote on the, our live wire oh, segment. If you're going, I, there's a couple more leagues i mean, that are also keeper leagues. I mean, keep six guys going forward. And um, my teams have been awful this year. I finished in the money last year, and this year they're dead last. Like, not dead last. I think one is, and one might be in the middle of the pack. But I think it's too, too far gone to make up the difference. So I'm starting to look at guys that have been put out on the waivers that if I want to pick them up before the season's over, then I can have them. Going into next year, potentially as a keeper, a guy like Alan Robinson, we just mentioned. So take a look out there if there's some young talent receivers that have been hurt or a running back or something out there that, you know, could be playing next year. You know, maybe you can start loading up your bench with some of these guys going into uh, the last few weeks so that you have some better options when you have to claim your six keepers or whatever the case may be. So take a look at something like that. Dante Moncrief, for example. Yep.
0: nice advice. Looking forward, uh, always, always paying attention, Buster. I like that. Always ready. <laughs> Slim, you got anyone else on the list?
1: No, that's about it. No, there's not mm-hmm. much out there right now, unless you're picking up a tight end or something just to, you know, pair with whoever you got. Maybe it's okay. crappy Zacherts, but. <laughs>
0: maybe it's crappy Zacherts. i like it all right um so we're going to move into segment number 4 guys and uh, instead of doing a fantasy game breakdown we've uh, we've opted to go with uh, a new approach just for this week taking a look at maybe our regular season fantasy football awards so let's take a look guys at um i got four awards up on the up on the list i guess there's, i mean i could have had a lot more but it I mean, we've been on for an hour and a half already. Well, I guess, sorry, this is uh, the second podcast, the first of two podcasts, so we've been on for 20 minutes already. Let's uh, take a look at segment number four, which is no longer the Fantasy Game Breakdown, but we're going to call this the Regular Season Award. So I've got four words up on the list. Um, Blister, let's take a look at you first. Uh, the first one I have up on the list right now is Rookie of the Year.
2: Well, I want to go, like Slim said earlier, there's a ton of wicked receivers this year in um, that came out of the draft. And the one I think I would give the nod to right now is Odell Beckham Jr., He's only played in eight games right now, and he sits as a 28th-ranked uh, receiver. He's actually one, one behind Sammy Watkins, uh, who's ranked 27th, and he's had four less games. But if you look at his points-per-game average, it's 18.8, which I'm just going to run that total here real quick for you instead if I would have pushed the right button. Um, when you look at that, that sits him as a 7th-ranked wide receiver when you look at his points-per-game since he started. So his overall points have them ranked 28th, But if you would have projected that or looked at his average points per game, it has him all the way up at seven. So I've seen some of the crazy catches he's made that have been unbelievable. I hope he finishes the year healthy. And, uh, you know, I think based on what I've saw so far, he's he's definitely a a game changer. So I like Odell Beckham Jr.
0: All right, so let's go to you. Who's your rookie of the year after the regular season, the fantasy regular season?
1: Fantasy regular season, Mike Evans. uh, He's... In PPR leagues, uh, I believe he is the 13th ranked, yeah, 13th ranked uh, wide receiver. Um, you know, typically we've uh, been taught to avoid rookie wide receivers and drafts. Well, these guys, you know, have shattered the mold. Uh, in fact, I think it's actually going to make us, uh, it, it, you know, change our viewpoint here and, and make people overdraft um guys next year because yeah. this is gonna have this recency bias and we often forget that you know this isn't the norm um you know even against guys like cody latimer and paul richardson in seattle that were drafted fairly high uh, as rookie wide receivers um we look and we think oh these guys are garbage they're not doing anything compared to these other guys well it's not a for uh rookie wideouts to struggle. And, uh, you know, you might be able to get those guys really cheap if you're looking at a keeper league. But anyway, uh, Mike Evans, yeah, to me he's the my rookie. Um, you know, we saw the massive games that he's had lately. Uh, he's been fairly consistent throughout the year. He started off, you know, he averages, you know, about four, five, six catches a game. Uh, he's had those couple massive games. He's got eight TDs. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just think he's been consistent all year, and he's only getting better.
0: Well, I do like where he's going right now, as far as the as your playoff run goes. But for me, my rookie of the year is Calvin Benjamin. I like the consistency out there. I like the um, double digit plus scoring. I like that he's getting targeted. You know, double digit times in uh, half of his games so far this year. Eight scores. Um, I I like that. I haven't been afraid to to start him after week one. You know, he's scoring over 15 points in week one, and and away you go. Yeah, he's had a couple of couple of duds, but I just like that he's been been big point getter, heavily targeted. He's uh, you know, the weapon in the passing game there. So Kelvin Benjamin for me is my rookie of the year. All three receivers guys. Um, even though there's been some decent running backs at rookie as well. So. Interesting going forward, and I think yeah, yeah you're right. Some uh, next year's draft will look might might look a little a little skewed based on these guys. And I'm sure if Brandon Cooks doesn't get injured, he would be somewhere in that uh, conversation too.
1: Ah, see, I don't know. Like, do you think I was trying to think of other guys' honorable mentions? And part of me was like uh, Crowell maybe, but uh, just because he's got so many touchdowns. But I mean, I I I don't. To me, the three guys that we mentioned are the three that have to be mentioned. And uh, To me, Cooks is not right. To, he was a little bit inconsistent, kind of like Jordan Matthews and even Sammy Watkins to an extent. And Yeah, um, yeah I don't know. I, it's it's crazy, though, to think about what's going to happen with some of these guys. Like, Where would Alan Robinson have been, too, if he didn't get injured? Right. Uh, uh, maybe he wouldn't have the touchdowns, but he, I think he probably would have had the targets. Um, yeah, yeah it's, it's just wild thinking about the, what's going on with these guys, and I kick myself for trading, you know, Moncrief and ODB um, and yeah. But too, I got yeah. a decent player, but
0: uh, it's yeah. neither here nor there, I guess. Yeah, I am kicking myself for trading the ODB too. Anyways, I'm uh, moving on. Let's take a look at the second second award I have up on the list is the Comeback Player of the Year. Slim, who is uh, who's your winner for this year?
1: I'm gonna go with uh jeremy macklin um, he's come off the knees injuries uh, shoot I had it up here. I think he's like the fifth leading fantasy wide receiver in p p r leagues um yeah, no I just a lot of people didn't think that he could do this uh, and I think he's proven a lot of people wrong and i i'm personally i'm kind of happy to see him you know performing that well i've always kind of liked him. Uh, I felt bad for him in the sense that, you know, he was always injured. Uh, and it's good to see him getting on the field and actually producing in a in a fairly prolific offense. So, yeah, I, I'm going to give it to him.
0: All right, Blister, who's your comeback player of the
1: year? 29-year-old Justin Forsett. Uh,
2: he's actually the seventh-ranked running back in PPR, one of only four running backs to have broke the 1,000-yard mark at this point. Um, he's got just over 200 uh fantasy points so far this year. So I don't think anybody expected him to be the man. I mean we knew when Ray Rice might not be playing that uh Bernard Pierce would get a chance and Bernard Pierce has been awful. So, you know, force that's really worked out well and uh he's been a savior to I think quite a few fantasy teams this year.
0: Alright, and, uh, for me, it's Emmanuel Sanders, PPR. I got him down as the number three overall wide receiver just behind, well, not just behind, but behind Antonio Brown and Demarius Thomas. I mean, who would have thought this guy would have been able to have a top three finish at the end of your fantasy regular season? Uh, games he has in PPR, only one game where he hasn't hit double digits, and, I mean, listen for since week seven, 13, 39, 25, 24, 21, 21, and 13 last week at KC. Um, He averaged last year only 11 points in PPR per game, and right now he's averaging 20 points. Uh, So for me, he is definitely the comeback player of the year. All right. Um, Moving on uh, to the next one, Slim. uh, Let's take a look at uh, the biggest bust of the year. Go for it.
1: Well, this could go a lot of different ways. I, and I think I looked at of, it
0: differently than you guys. So
1: Well, and that's fine. And this is where I kind of debated. It. It's even with the comeback player of the year. And we'll just to go back to it. I Obviously, Manuel Sanders jumps out to you. I wanted to look at somebody who was virtually irrelevant. I mean, Sanders, yeah. some would say he was relevant in the sense he was the number two wide receiver on the team he was on last year. Now he's just with Peyton Manning, so it's made it easier for him. Uh, with the biggest bust, I was looking at – it's easy to pick somebody that got hurt, um, and for me, that was something, you know, you can't really predict or, you know, those things happen in football. I picked AP just for the sense that the reason he was a bust was really nothing football-related. He disappointed owners because of stupid shit he did off the field and um, and he was, you know, consensus a top five running back going into this year, maybe even higher for most people. I know I had him as my third-ranked running back. So you would have spent considerable money to get him, and by no fault of the football gods in the sense that he pulled a hammy or tore his knee or something like that, he uh, was a waste of your – fantasy football, you know, Not it's that an right. auction of, of your money uh, just because he was an idiot doing uh, things that he probably shouldn't have been doing off the field. So that's why I give him kind of the biggest bust nod for me anyway.
0: All right, Blister, how about you? Who's your bust of the year? Well,
2: you know, there's quite a few running backs I think that could fall into this one, but obviously I've talked a lot about Monty Ball because he was a <laughs> first round pick. Uh, We've talked a lot about
0: him too, Blister. We've talked yeah. lots about him too.
2: He was. <laughs> expected to do well because he's in a high-powered offense. Every running back prior to him under a Peyton Manning offense was a, a top 10 running back at worst, you know, and he's had some real doozies over the years. So he, he had. we had high expectations. Yeah, he's been banged up. He's playing in five games this year Got 38 fantasy points. He wasn't, you know, very impressive five games. He was in but, you know, I see you got another one you're going to mention but you could even mention other guys. I won't yeah. talk about yours, Bex, but Reggie Bush C.J. Spiller, Toby Gerhardt, Doug Martin, Stephen Ridley, Ben Tate, Pierre Thomas, mm-hmm. Bishop Sankey. All those guys were, you know, Thomas and Joy Bell were two top 10, top 20 running backs last year in PPR format, and so everybody was kind of thinking that could be their RB2 or their flex this year, and they, were, they didn't produce like that so far.
0: Yeah, and you know, um, I was really in a toss-up here. I have, uh, right now, I have Zach Stacey down on my list, but What I was, I was torn, I I wanted to look at a guy who actually has played more than half of the games and so I'm gonna just kinda, uh, last minute change my mind before I open the envelope here and I am gonna go to Toby Gerhardt because he was a big, I mean we didn't have him heavily touted but we just thought on, based on, you know, the number of touches that he's gonna get and, and those types of things that, you know, he was just this, Highly touted guy coming in, you're going to be able to get him for good value. He's going to have volume that's going to make him important. He is okay in the passing game, so PPR is going to be okay. He's um he's listed right now, um it, it's it's just a, it's just atrocious where you get him because he's listed as you know, 10 games, so more than half of the games. We're only going into week 14, so three-quarters of the games coming in. He's uh, the 61st overall running back, and look at some of the people around him, CJ Spiller, uh, Toby Gerhardt, Doug Martin, uh, Stephen Ridley, you know, it's Boy. trouble. Uh, Zach Stacey, like we mentioned, um, you know, Reggie Bush. So, I don't know, before I open the envelope, I uh, I made a change. I'm going to move it to uh, Toby Gerhardt just because um, – as we said, we're looking at things a little bit differently, and he played in ten games. Ten games, and still is the 61st overall running back. All right, <laughs> um, <laughs> and the last, and uh, probably the most important award of the regular season for fantasy football goes to the MVP of the year, Slim. Brr. Who's your MVP?
1: Well, part of this is because it's kind of surprised me a little bit, and I, I'm gonna give it to Andrew Luck. And yeah, it's a passing league, and all this, and yeah, it is a passing league. And to me, he's surpassed any expectations, definitely that I had. Um, I don't know too many people that thought he would be the top uh, producing fantasy quarterback, um, which he's been so far. So just based on that alone, and how he's kind of outproduced. Plus, I look at it from a non-fantasy uh, standpoint even right now. You know, if I look at the team that he plays on with some of the weapons maybe that, you know, they don't have much of a running game, even though Rob Bradshaw is fairly good, offensive lines are work in progress. I think going in, we kind of thought, oh, T.Y. Hilton, he's pretty inconsistent. Reggie Wayne coming back from an injury. Uh, Dwayne Allen, one of his better receiving options, has been hurt, and he's still putting up these numbers. Um You know, it's a credit to him and and to that team and just how valuable he is actually to that team, and he's probably been that valuable to your fantasy team this year too.
0: All right, Blister, how about you? Who's your MVP?
2: Well, the one guy that I have on many of my teams that I honestly think the only reason I'm doing well in some of those leagues is Antonio Brown, the number one-ranked wide receiver in PPR. Uh, He's holding on to a slim lead. I think Demarius Thomas has been closing the gap steadily after about the first few weeks where Demarius got off to a slow start. But he's had 135 targets, 96 receptions, just under 1,258 yards, 11 touchdowns. So he's leading the fantasy points in PPR, uh, 289.1. 16-point gap from uh, second-place Demarius. But, I mean, he's pretty good. He dropped down to 10th, and it's about a 7 points a game difference. So I like Antonio Brown, what he's done, and hopefully he can carry that forward through the playoffs right. and maybe do a couple titles.
0: And, yeah, he's, uh yeah been been huge. And you got him for decent value, too, so that's uh, a ni- the, the nice thing, too. You love when, when that happens. Yeah. And the guy that I got a decent value, and we could have had in the in the high-stakes blister, <laughs> Um, and I know this is an easy one to put in there, and uh, as a Cowboys fan, yada, yada. But DeMarco Murray is going to be my MVP of the year. Um, a, he stayed healthy, which makes him, you know, hugely um, valuable. But then also at the same point, the, the, the Cowboys are actually running the football. And I think that that system now and that the fact that they're they're running the football and uh, Tony Romo's not throwing the football, you know, 55 times a game, has really attributed to a lot of their success over the course of the year. When you look as far as an MVP of your fantasy team goes, it's consistency that you're looking for. He has three games in PPR format that are under 20 points and one of those is at 19 points. He is consistently scoring, you know, uh, 20 plus points per game and the, when you can count on that, that gives you the ability to be able to stream quarterbacks and stream Stream tight ends and have guys like I have in in a couple of leagues, you know, Demarco and Le'Veon Bell as your as your yeah. running backs, and that I mean, it's it's huge, right? So to me, Demarco Murray, uh, my MVP. I know it's too easy, and but well,
1: but some of the all these, I mean, it's easy just to look at the fantasy point and. But that's why they're MVPs. They're scoring, and yeah. I don't think anyone could argue against any. Levy and Bell's another guy that I thought about right. putting up there not too. For, I mean,
0: not 14 in, PPR. Come
1: PPR on, PPR leagues. Those guys. We saw it last week, even with Levy and Bell. Like the dude had over like 100 receiving yards. I, it's they put up huge points, and that's why you can lean on these guys. And there's nothing wrong to me with naming them an MVP. Uh, yeah, they've earned it. I mean. With their production.
0: I just thought I'd hear about it because I picked the Cowboys running back. But,
1: oh, you 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 know,
0: yeah, <laughs> I'm sure I'll hear about it. All right. and I'm sure I'll He's hear get hurt.
1: he'll get hurt this week.
0: So. Yeah, don't say that. Uh, um, don't say that in many levels. Don't say that. Um, okay, guys, let's move on to segment number five. Segment number five is called This is the Man.
2: Is this the man? Yes, sir. This is the gentleman who crashed
0: through Victor Maitland's window. This is a man's word. This is a man's word. So, and this is the man we pit expert versus expert in positional battles. We don't look at the traditional who's going to be the top quarterback this week. We take a look at uh, some of those deep plays where you're looking at uh, wide receiver threes, and if you're streaming quarterbacks. uh, or do you take the waiver wire pickup over the guy that, um, you know, is supposed to be doing all right? So we take a look at tough positional battles here, and we pick that we pit the experts against each other week after week. So heading into week 13, last week we'll just do a quick recap. Slim was winning; it was 45-44 into week 13. So let's take a look. Both guys took Zach Mettenberger over Joe Flacco. Flacco had a great week, so that no points. Well, oh, I don't know why I have uh, you guys scoring points. I have to adjust my, adjust my totals. Um, then uh, we look at the running back position. Both guys took uh, Alfie Morris over Latavius Murray. Um, so we had injuries, so that's uh, that's allowed. Um, a little bit of a uh, MJD sighting this week with Oakland. Not really.
2: really. Yeah, didn't
1: watch any this week.
0: Well, the last week, didn't he, uh, I think he touched the ball ten times or something? Um, yeah, I got
1: him. Got him. Yeah. Dig a lot and
0: anyways, so it they get lost. Anyway, so they're going to score a point there. Um, I'm going to make a quick quick adjustment here because I see that I have um, uh, the points wrong. But, um, anyways, uh, we, we move on to the running back, or we keep moving into the running back position. We take a look at Gio Bernard, or, um, well, that's 49. I that there. Gio Bernard or LeGarrette Blount. Blount, 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 Blunt Blount, Blount. Um, yeah, Blount. probably is appropriate for him. Uh, there's a barn burner here, Blister, but you score a point at uh, 5.8 in standard versus uh, Gio's uh, 5.33 or 5.3. 5. So Blister scores a point there at the receiver position. Uh, Slim takes Julio Jones. Blister took Jarvis Landry. Julio, uh... Had a great day. Did what we were expecting of him all season long, scoring over 25 points. So Slim scores a point there. Both guys take Kenny Stills over Charles Johnson. Kenny Stills, a huge day too. So they score points there. Both guys take Antonio Gates over Tim Wright, Timothy Wright. We score points there. Uh, we were split at the flex position. Blister takes Delaney Walker, um, .6. And uh Slim takes Vincent Jackson. V Jack scores a two point four. So Slim gets a point there. And then finally at the D S T both guys took the Bills over the Lions and um scored some good points there as well. Um I had the Vikings on my bench in two leagues, just saying. So anyway, so uh Slim Slim scores six, blister scores five, the Totals after week 13. Slim is up by 2, 51, 49 heading into week 14. So, week 14, here we go. Blister, you get to start again because you're losing. Mm. Alrighty. <laughs> Alrighty. This. Oh, so, so, Blister, we're taking a look at Big Ben at Cincinnati or Colin Kaepernick at Oakland.
2: Well, geez, Cap came off a big four-point effort last week. Uh, <laughs> Oakland's a good team to fix that up. I, I'm going to go with Big Ben, though. I have a little more trust in his receiving core. Um, so I'm taking Big
1: Ben.
0: Big Ben. Um, how about you, Slim? Who are you taking?
1: I'm going Roethlisberger as well. Um, I don't trust that Niners offense at all, especially in the passing side. Um, so, yeah, i got to go with
0: Roethlisberger there, but that's all right. Um, we can all see it. All right, uh, running back position. Slim, going to you. Uh, Lamar Miller uh, hosting the Baltimore Ravens, or Jonathan Stewart, who had a good week at New Orleans.
1: Yeah, I'm really torn here. Lamar Miller's been running the ball, actually, not too bad, but he just doesn't get enough touches to make him you know, an elite running back option, or even more than an RB2. And Jonathan Stewart, there's a chance that D'Angelo Williams still could play, so I've, it's really up in the air if, if D'Angelo Williams plays, then who knows what that does. But I'm going to go with Stewart. I'll roll the dice. Uh, I think that there's a chance, you know, he has a big game against the Saints, sometimes porous Rundy. So let's hope that he does it again.
0: So you're saying there's a chance. All right, uh, Blister, Mm -hmm. how about you? Who are you taking, Miller or uh, Jonathan Stewart?
2: I I hate Carolina running backs. I'll go with Lamar Miller.
0: I don't blame you. Um, blister. All right, uh, Blister, same with you. We're going to take a look at one other running back pair. We're looking at Marion uh, Grice, as we mentioned earlier, or Carlos Hyde.
2: Well, that's another tough call, but I, I think I'm going to go with the rookie Grice here. Uh, I guess they're both, both rookies, rookies, but uh, <laughs> I just think that uh, if Ellington's out, does start, I know he'll probably share carries with Stephon Taylor, but you don't know what the San Fran offense is going to do, and Hyde, unfortunately, doesn't get used as much as I'd like to see him get used, so we'll try, try
0: some Grice. Okay, and uh, Slim, I wasn't trying to have you with these uh, 49ers, but it's just the way it kind of worked out, because I wanted to mention some names that uh, we came up in the waiver wire, so who are you taking, Grice or Hyde?
1: Well, like Blister said, I don't know. This, to me, all depends on if Ellington plays or not, and we don't know that yet. Um... I'm going to assume that he's going to play, whether that's stupid or not. If that's the case, then i am got to go with Hyde, so I'm going to take Hyde.
0: All right, there we go. Wide receiver Slim going uh, back or staying with you. Uh, Marcus Lee hosting the Houston Texans or Eric Decker at Minnesota?
1: No, it's as easy. It's Lee because he's going to catch more than one pass. So <laughs> Unless that one pass for Decker's 40-yard touchdown, then Lee should outscore him pretty easy.
0: All right, blister. How about you, Lee or Decker?
2: I go with Lee too. Uh, you know, at least we know in Houston the sun tried to be shining. It should be warm up in Minnesota here. It could be, could be nasty.
0: All right. Well, and see, and I like to do those types of matchups because Decker, you drafted as you know your wide receiver two, maybe a low end one, and then all of a sudden you're going to pick a guy up on the waivers and you're going to sit that guy you spent all your money on. So that's what I always like that kind of interesting call. All right, blister. Uh, back to you. Or staying with you, Charles Johnson hosting the Jets or Stedman Bailey at Washington.
2: Interesting, hey? A couple of waiver wire targets That's off. why I did it. You know what? This week, I'm going to go with uh, Stedman Bailey.
0: All right. I thought this might help um, guys figure out who they're going to take in the waiver wire. Good. Sam, how about you, Bailey or Johnson?
1: I like Bailey, too. I just think he's going to get more targets uh, than Charles Johnson. So... I gotta roll with that and hope he does something with them.
0: And maybe Oprah will be in the stands. Oh sorry, wrong steadman. I
1: apologize.
0: <laughs> uh, Very wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um we have one more wide receiver pairing to go slim. It's to you, Dante Moncrief, at the Cleveland Browns or Julian Edelman at the San Diego Chargers.
1: Well, it's I'm gonna keep rolling Edelman. I realize Moncrief had a big game. To me that's inconsistent, though. You can't rely on that again, and I'm going to take the more reliable option in Edelman.
0: All right, and then, uh, Blister, who are you taking, Moncrief or Edelman?
1: Yeah, I agree. I was looking at Moncrief.
2: He only had like three catches all the way on for 100-and-some yards yeah. and two touchdowns, that kind of production you can't, you can't have every week, and Edelman will probably get 10 or 15 targets, and he might only turn him into 70 yards, but there might be more than enough to beat Moncrief this week.
0: Okay, and I uh, put that on there because just to prove don't be cute, just because he had a nice game last week doesn't mean you can count on him, especially don't in the playoffs.
2: Chase don't chase him.
0: Nah, that's right. All right, Blister, uh, staying with you and going to the tight end position, take a look at Jordan Reed, who is hosting the St. Louis Rams, or Kyle Rudolph, who is hosting the Jets. I'm
2: going to go with Jordan Reed. He just had way more looks last week, and, you know, with a nun, uh, young McCoy at quarterback, that could. Uh, if he might have a security blanket there in Reed. And I know Teddy Bridgewater is not an old veteran by any means, but Kyle Rudolph hasn't been getting
1: the targets yet, so I'm going to with Reed.
0: Alright, uh, Slim, how about you, Reed or Rudolph?
1: Exactly the same things that Blister said. I'm going Reed.
0: Love Fest. Um, for episode 100, it couldn't <laughs> be anything, anything else but the Love Fest. <laughs> I love you, man. <laughs> Alright, it's a flex position. That's, uh, I thought this was an interesting I'm sure
2: this would be different.
0: Yeah, <laughs> so Slim, this is you. Andre Johnson at Jacksonville or Roy Hallou um, hosting the Rams?
1: Oh, I'm going to go with Andre Johnson. Uh, it is against Jacksonville. Um, Who knows what they'll do. DeAndre Hopkins had a big game, but Andre Johnson still gets his targets and he's going to catch a few passes. And Roy Hallou, I have no idea what he's going to do against this uh pretty dominant-looking Rams defense the last few weeks.
0: Um, all right, then, Blister, how about you? Are you taking Hulu or are you taking uh, um, Andre i go with Andre
1: as well, yeah.
2: Tim Slim's right. He gets a ton of targets still. Like, since week six, he's had uh, less than ten three times, but two of them were nine. So, I mean, he's really getting at least nine or ten targets probably on average per game. So, you never know, again, like with Hulu.
0: Okay. Okay. Um, and I put that out there just because, um, actually, I was thought you guys might mention him in the waiver wire pickup um, yeah. as a, in, in in PPR format. Well, hold on, I was trying to get the PPR; it didn't come up in standard. He's a um, he's a 26th running back in standard. I don't know why I can't get the PPR to come up on the list here, but 20, you know, he's 26 in, sta- in standard scoring. It Must be in PPR. There's no way that's in standard. Yeah. But, anyways, I just thought it would be interesting. I thought you guys might actually bring them up in the waiver wire this week. So, all right. So, both of you are taking um, Andre Johnson. So, now we have the DST blister staying with you. Is it the Chiefs at Arizona, or is it Arizona at the Chiefs? Or, yeah.
2: Uh, I will take the Cardinals at home. They're slightly higher scoring than the Chiefs. Uh, I don't know. They got Jamal Charles, but after that they can't throw it more than seven or eight yards, so that should help the Arizona's <laughs> weaker weaker pass defense team. They're
1: tough against the run, so see what happens there.
0: All right, uh, Slim, who are you taking?
1: Uh, I'm going to go with the Cardinals too. I think this is actually really close, but um, like Blister said, I just feel like the Cardinals have a better chance of actually uh, making – scoring plays, whether it uh, be interceptions or even pick sixes or things like that.
0: Okay. So um, that is, this is the man. Let's quickly recap week 14 and their picks. Both guys are taking big Ben over cap Uh, blisters, taking Lamar Miller and slim is taking Jonathan Stewart blisters, taking Marion Grice and slim is taking Carlos Hyde. Both guys are taking Marquez Lee over Eric Decker. Both of them are taking Stedman Bailey over Charles Johnson. Both of them are taking Julian Edelman over Dante Moncrief. They both got uh, Jordan Reed over Kyle Rudolph. They're both taking Andre Johnson over Roy Hallou. And they're both going to take the Cardinals D over the Chiefs D. All right. So uh, we've been on the air for, seems like, forever. And um, that's all right by me. Two Buds. Extra work to do. Anyways, guys, um, that was episode 100. Um, It was actually interesting to listen to the first couple of pods at the sign off, and I was working on how to sign off, and I was playing Springtime in the Rockies, but I would never say "I'll see you in Springtime." I wouldn't say it, so it was just kind of weird how it came in. Um, Just note to self and note to everybody else: the reason why springtime in the Rockies is played is because um, it was sung by one mr. Slim Whitman who was the original picture for slim on the original Google site for the fantasy football auction uh, website so I was looking for pictures of slim slim Whitman came up it was a cheesy cowboy looking country singer little did I know that he was um, he had some fame in the in the old days when it came to country singing, so we played that. And, um, in the time that we've been on the pod, guys, I mean, I don't know, it might have been 50 episodes ago, but, uh, he, he passed.
2: Did. He did, yeah, yeah.
1: We had so a tribute now it's to an a- homage. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so now we'll see when it's springtime in the Rockies, is, you know, it, it's all that put together. Slim Whitman, uh, whether he knew it or not was a big part of our fantasy football podcast, and uh, that's important to us. We owe him a lot. <laughs> yeah, you know, we use his likeness, we use his uh, um, hopefully uncopyrighted song to sign off our, our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh,
2: lawsuit, I don't know.
0: Uh, sh- don't tell anybody. Uh, of course, we have copyright uh, to that. I mean, talk to his people. Um, oh, why 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 wouldn't we? Um Okay, so um that's it guys. That's episode one hundred. So Blister doesn't want me to announce this anymore, so if anyone is still listening to this pod, please um give us some feedback as to whether or not I still announce what episode number it is. I will do it either way. Um don't be afraid to comment on the iTunes and get that going because we haven't had comments in a while. Um, like us there as well to help move us up in the ranks. Uh, 180,000 plus downloads in the last year, guys, and um, going strong. So uh the, I guess the next big anniversary is when we top a million downloads.
1: That's right. Ooh. So... An
0: Five or six about years from now. This time next year. <laughs> How about this time okay. next year, hopefully. So, oh, yeah. um, and on that note, at this time next year, hopefully, you know, we're looking at uh, some moves on the website, a new format to the website. We're looking at building some apps. I got uh, some stuff out there as far as in draft auction apps. Um, so we've got a lot of things as we move forward. The auctioneer is forever going to improve. Uh, it did originally from, Blister's terrible first picture which was a movie poster for the movie Mr. Blister um, all the way through to now all of a sudden who knows maybe we have an app on iTunes
2: maybe we'll have bobbleheads <laughs> you never know Shit I mean, okay. we're
1: gonna get bobbleheads now you said that, <laughs> that is I,
0: I want it like uh, on the camera too right so that it's just like all those sure. talk radios. Yes, for sure, for sure. Um, and I'm it's thinking about sunny. getting this going a little bit more um, like old school, like the morning zoo. I want to get the gong and I want to get, you know, those types of things going. I was just watching an old skid of Jimmy Fallon and Ben Affleck when they were like doing morning zoo type radio guys, and they have all these different voices to pretend that they have a whole crew with them. Um, <laughs> it's pretty funny, and they both oh. had the same – uh, the same traffic announcer, Andrea, and then they got mad at each other because it was the same person. I don't know. It's, it's good. It was on last week. It was pretty funny. Anyways, guys, um, that's episode 100, um, and I'm going to do it just for old times' sake. Anything else you guys want to add before we sign off?
2: I'll add one thing. I'm down to one team in a Survivor League. I need 50 points. This is my lineup, I think. Stafford, Lacey, Jordy Nelson, Antonio Gates, and Connor Barth. How do you fancy my chances?
0: Well, you saved Eddie Lacy and Jordy Nelson until now. They yeah. probably score 50 themselves.
2: I hope so. Because they play, what, uh, Atlanta this week in Green Bay.
1: I hope they go off.
0: Really? So anything you want to add fun. to the end of episode 100?
1: Just want to say a big thank you to the fans and guys that listen and enjoy auction drafts. Um, you know, we're three guys that just like doing it. Um that's why we got into it. It's in. because of you guys, though, <laughs> that keep it going and and make it, you know, worthwhile to do it and fun to do it. So uh, yeah, keep auction drafting and let us know how things go and uh, keep striking up conversations with us on Twitter and emails and stuff like that. And we love to hear what you guys are up to.
0: Yeah, and that's just what I want to do to sign off too. I just want to thank everybody for for all their support out there. Um, it's been a it's been a long ride up to this point, but we've got a nice little fan base going. Guys who really like to interact with us, let us know how their teams are going, ask us week in week out about lineup uh, situations and those types of things. Um, inside jokes rolling now, uh, joining us in fan leagues, all those types of things. So I just want to thank. Thank everybody who listens uh, week in and week out all 180 thousand of you over the last year and um, hopefully this just gets bigger and bigger and better as uh, we go along uh, don't be afraid to keep us as your secret weapon and uh, we just hope to infiltrate a few more leagues to be the secret weapon for more and more auction leagues so uh, on that note guys um, I don't know I'm not actually I'm gonna be in the big house uh, later on this week but uh, slim so I won't see you there but everybody else. I'll see you when it's springtime in the Rockies. When it's springtime in
2: the Rockies, I'll become...